Welcome to Living Life. Today is October 27th, and we'll be picking up our study from 2 Chronicles, doing verses uh, from chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Filled with wisdom and resolve, Solomon issues his decree to build the temple of the Lord, as well as his own palace, and he recruits thousands of laborers and requests lumber from Hiram, the king of Tyre, who had assisted David with previous building projects. Solomon explains the purpose of the temple, to offer incense, to lay out consecrated bread, and to burn sacrifices at its appointed times. Solomon's unashamed to tell a foreign king that the Lord is the greatest of all gods and that no one is qualified to build a temple for the one who fills the highest of heavens. And likewise, we should boldly proclaim God's greatness to those around us. Solomon asks Haram to send a craftsman skilled in many different areas. They also wants lumber from Lebanon, which is the finest of wood. He also recruits many workers to help bring all of these resources into Jerusalem for the building of the temple. The Lord's work should be done with excellence and passion. Not only should we boldly declare God's greatness, but also commit our skills to Him too. Let's see that in today's scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stonecutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyre, Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Now I am about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him, for setting out the consecrated bread regularly, and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbaths, at the new moons, and at the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance for Israel. The temple I am going to build will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a temple for him except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Send me, therefore, a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers, whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants are skilled in cutting timber there. My servants will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber, because the temple I build must be large and magnificent. I will give your servants, the woodsmen who cut the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. I grew up in a family full of musicians, 
very skilled musicians. Um, my mom can play just about any instrument you can imagine. Bass, piano, she sings all kinds of different genres. She does voiceover work, she, uh, she does all kinds of things. And because she's so talented, she often does a one-person show. And she does educational shows for children and whatnot. It's pretty amazing to see one person be able to stand up on stage, lead a crowd of 500 kids in different songs and whatnot. Uh, and, and I have to say that, that what she does is a, a very special skill. Um, but I'll tell you, I, what really I love to hear my mom's voice is when we all sing together as a family. There's something really profound about sitting around the table and hearing each one of our voices blend together in perfect harmony. Each one of our voices sounds different. My voice is much lower. Uh, my sister's voices, they all sound beautiful as well. But when they all come together, it provides a very rich and wonderful tone. And so as Christians, God calls us uh, with our unique skill sets. And oftentimes we don't have all the skills that we need to be able to accomplish the greater vision of God's plan. But when we bring us all together, we can create something that is full and vibrant and, uh, and wonderful, which is ultimately brings the gospel to life. We see this in the body of Christ, as the Apostle Paul mentioned in Romans chapter 12. He said to them, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, and sometimes we do think very highly of ourselves if we have a lot of skills that are very praised by today's society. He says, But to think with sober judgment, and each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So each one of us, God has placed in us a skill, ability, a gifting that is different from the others. And when these all are brought together for the sake of the church, we find the presence of God in its fullness. God's purpose for making human beings in his own image and likeness often eludes us. And this is especially because we've been poisoned by a sinful humanistic tendency the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We have lost our desire for God and for his eternal blessings, which he has in store for us. And in this state of being, we are stripped of joy. Guilt, shame, and threat of punishment looms over us. However, there is good news. God, in his mercy, did not give up on us, but he pursued after us. He didn't forget his purpose for forming us, to unite us with Christ, and to make us his co-workers who will continue the work of bringing his creation to completion. God is still at work to this day, and Christ, working through us by the Holy Spirit, is bringing his people to their glorious destiny. Christians live by faith that God is gloriously exalted above all other gods, and he has made a people for himself. Therefore, we live for the glory of God above all else. While we live on this material earth, we then employ our own skills to cultivate the environment in the spheres where God has placed us. The psalmist declares, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You see, God has saved us 
that we might join all creation in reflecting his glory and grace. You know, as a pastor, when I first began in ministry, one of my most difficult experiences to learn was working through burnout. In the beginning, I didn't understand how to build teams. I kept trying to do everything myself. And over time, as my energy was depleted, my creativity would go away. My ability to read God's word and to share it started to diminish. My sense of patience and attentiveness to the people in the ministry began to also go away. And what happened? Well, no one was happy, especially not me. And those who had all these gifts, the gifts of exhortation, the gifts of teaching, the gifts of of being able to love on people and have compassion, well, I wasn't making a room for them to contribute in the church. And as a result, they felt frustrated and many of them would want to leave over time. And I didn't understand it because I was so focused on my skills and my abilities and I felt underappreciated because others didn't seem to uh, really be able to appreciate what I was bringing. And that was because I missed the point. And the point is this, that God gives each of us our own set of skills as a part of what we can contribute to the whole. And when we make it all about one set of skills or one, one set of ideas or one personality, well, the ministry as a whole will never work. It's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. And when we come together to build the church, we are actually together creating a rich presence of Christ in this community. Let's conclude. Do you have an area of your life where you are totally depleted? You've run out of energy. You don't feel appreciated. I know we all find seasons in our lives when we experience that, but the truth of the matter is God did not make you to build and to grow and to offer your skills all by yourself. We need the body of Christ around us. And so the question is, are you a part of God's body? Are you going to church regularly? Are you engaged in a circle of Christian friends who can encourage each other and pray for one another? Are you being able to identify what these skills are, these giftings of the Holy Spirit, through your friend's acknowledgement and through God's Word? uh, are Are they coming alive in you because you're experiencing them in the fellowship of the faith? Because if not, friends, you're building a project, you're building a kingdom that was meant to be done by a group and it's no wonder that you feel tired. God can fill you in abundant ways if you'll just open yourselves up to the family of faith and to his word. And friends, there's nothing better than that because we were meant to ultimately know God and to have a relationship with him. I love the fact that our God is a trinity, a triune God, three in one, because it really shows that God himself exists as a family, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And when we know God, we too can contribute to that family. Let's pray. Lord God, we understand that you are big and you are diverse. And we understand, Lord, that often in our times, sin comes into our lives and distracts us and we become isolated from our family of faith. But we thank you, Jesus, that through your blood, you have drawn us back into the family of God. And we ask now, Lord, that you would teach us how to offer our skills and our abilities as servants to your greater plan. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, the king of the world, the stepping in prosa, 
需